0: everybody, welcome to a very special episode of the CollabCast. It's Wednesday, March the 18th? 18th, yeah. Uh, we're coming up to you live from San Francisco.
1: Woo, are, SF Bay Area.
0: We're out of our NoHo floor studio to our San Francisco floor studio in <clears throat> beautiful Noe Valley. How's everyone doing?
2: Good. Great.
0: Yeah. As you oh can hear, God. I'm joined by... <laughs> As always, by my lovely co-host, Minji Chang.
1: What's up, everyone?
0: Uh, Producer Minji Chang, now that she just uh, premiered a movie that she was a part of at the Cannes Fest.
2: My bad. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying.
0: And the other lovely voice you hear is Jenny Yang, the most badass comedian slash actor slash writer slash poet slash everything. Slash human being. Slash renaissance (laughs) woman. Jenny Yang, everybody.
2: This is my voice, y'all. My very... White voice. <laughs> <laughs> you got that baritone. Very <laughs> yellow.
0: She's here to check out Campfest as well as, as well as here for a very special comedy thingy.
2: Yeah. I'm doing a show this Friday, the 20th, yeah. at the Palace of Fine Arts called Laugh for Lives for uh, a, a benefit for Asian American donor program.
1: I love that organization. And we love Palace of Fine Arts. That's actually where we had our first collaboration San Francisco show.
2: What? Yeah. Oh, history. I know. When was
0: that?
1: That was in 2010, April 2010.
0: Yeah. Five Damn. years ago. Five years ago. Holy crap.
1: No, you're going to kill It's going to be so good. It'll, it's I'm a good really spot, sad. yeah? Yeah.
2: I'm sad I'm missing. Oh, sad face. Sad face.
0: Um, but you, if you're in San Francisco, you won't be able to miss it. And if yeah. you do, you're a bad person.
2: You can go to aadp.org. I'm already plugging stuff, man. Oh, go ahead. Usually we'll no, save that it. at the <laughs> end, you know, just to be classy. We'll do, we'll do it again at the end. <laughs> we welcome it, girl. We're here to support As you. As you can
0: tell, we're at a very in need of some content
2: are you no, uh, no. no what are you really. talking about what are you saying we got we just, marvin we... why you gotta let people know
0: <laughs> i gotta set their expectations <laughs> low no we got so content we for days butt. it's us three that's
2: Do you right. know what i mean we, we could talk about stuff forever i'm not gonna curse i'm gonna try a practice a new practice Sorry, i'm
0: getting better at editing so i'm gonna, when you say whatever you said i'm gonna make you say i'm jolly at yeah. the rainbows or whatever i, don't I know. mean honestly
2: you're podcasting or like in the morning after maybe four days of straight partying for folks, so I don't know. I think this is pretty good.
0: This is pretty good. We're gonna
2: do well We're despite very cool is Very <laughs> present with all of you.
0: See, that's kind of okay. So, college, right? You party all the time with your friends. Yeah. It's like it's just what you do. And then for a while, I was like a responsible adult partying only on weekends. Okay. And then now that I have this job, with the irregular hours and the constant socializing, yeah, and just the fact that collaboration people are cool, I find myself partying again.
2: Uh, when I see all them. the time.
0: And then it leads to just terrible decision that I should be old enough to say no to. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. I feel like...
2: Minji's got a hardcore face of disapproval right now. <laughs>
0: Whatever. She was right there with me.
2: <laughs> Who was up early this morning? Dang. This is, I, we, I feel like we just... That's the elephant in the room. We got to get that out of the way. You know what I mean? You know what
1: the funny thing is, though? Because Marv and I have a different... Different? A different college experience. Yeah. Because... Contrary to people's assumptions About lifestyle choices I mean People make that blinking statement Like oh you're in college So you party Yeah I've just I've never been a partier So I still feel At the ripe old age of almost 30 That I'm still trying to Figure it out Oh, okay. You know, like your boundaries. This sure. is where you got to stop. Make a hard stop. This is when you need to leave. This is when you need to drink all be the like, water. Be or like, I'm not crossing that line. Yeah. yeah. Self management. Like, I I party like I go out dancing. I love to go out and have a good time, socialize. But the 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 different activities that include a partying night for me are pretty different. Yeah.
2: Like yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't drink until I was maybe like 20. Me too. Like junior year of college. Basically. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and and still I was like. And even then. good, clean, fun. Yeah. Good, clean, fun. High five. High five. High five. But uh, Marvin, I hope you feel better. Marvin's just a party. Established <laughs> that Marvin. Can I just say it? You can edit this out. No, go for it. You have a gash on your head, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing. It's really. It's really horrible, worried. actually. I'm really. But worried. I'm laughing. I am worried because that shit is kind of deep. It's a yeah. deep cut. I think it's, it's like so Rare Beats. It's like Rare Beats DJ Deep Cut. I
0: think it stopped bleeding. <laughs> so <laughs> need
2: to go to Walgreens and get that like, Butterfly dude. Dude, I think it stopped bleeding. Dude, and you got that like earlier like late last night, earlier this Probably morning. Probably like 6
0: hours ago. Yeah. But still,
2: Let me take a look. You guys, oh my god, don't touch it. It's kind of healing. I mean, it's coagulating, so that shit's yeah. not bleeding. Ooh, coagulating. Yeah, Te- I, Tech- can't, tecul- tecul- I can't
1: say tecul- technical Don't okay, worry. It's okay
0: it's 10 a.m. Yeah. I will edit that to make it sound like you said it on your first try <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> alright but now that I called it out everyone will know that no I was, it's
2: cool yes. I feel like this I feel like this this podcast in particular needs to be minimal editing
1: yeah no I'm de- you know what this is our seventh podcast let's let it
2: ride I've been
1: learning so much from the whole process yeah first of all listening to myself oh totally awful. but then listening to other podcasts like it, yes. Marvin's actually opened up my yeah my horizons
0: so, yeah, so I, I had a chat with um, Ada Sang who does the Bullet Train podcast. Shout out to Ada Arabs, Which That's Jenny right. was also a part of. Yeah, uh, an episode She's, like, three. She's, hopping podcast. I'm a
2: podcast oh. hoe. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> not it's a hoe. good. Get, podcast the, get that word out. No. She's just no coming ho. to no see, see kind of,
0: like, slumming it to see how the audio people are like, because she got her own, like, video show. Whatever. On YouTube. You know, you know
2: I used to do a podcast. Oh,
0: yeah? yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. A couple yeah, years ago.
2: So, Well, no, a few years ago. When I was transitioning from my past career to what I do now. Uh, I did a podcast called The Creative Life with Jenny Yang, and I interviewed a bunch of people. That's dope. I I took it down, though, but I still have the audio files.
1: Why did you take it down? We should link that.
2: Well, it it was hosted by Libsyn, which costs money every month. So, you know, if you want to host my files and you want to share it as a special feature thing. Well,
0: we're also on Libsyn.
2: I'm just saying y'all are paying for a subscription now. But if you want to ever like collab
1: on it, I don't know how SoundCloud works, but that's what I listen to Bullet Train on. Data well, mine's like mine, yeah.
0: mine's like an hour. You need okay. to buy a premium if yeah. you're going to host an hour in SoundCloud. SoundCloud's it's good for like if you're trying out stuff or if you have like um, um short like kind of mpr style podcasts yeah, like like how Bullet Train is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for like longer podcasts or if something you want to um, release every week, yeah, I feel like you need like a more stable hosting system. Yeah, Libsyn like, is good. That's
2: like the OG. Yeah, I'm but learning, yeah, I mean, po- I mean, podcasts are great because you can really get intimate because it sounds like we're right inside of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm right there with you right now. But In um, your brain, yeah, no, no, just inside. So you can people, imagine where. So people tell don't me correct me. I have like a... <laughs> don't try to don't try to clean not, this up. So I'm people tell me I have like
0: a radio voice, but I'm just you, you have a good like voice. I'm just talking normal.
1: Aww. No, you you have a, you do talk normal, but at the very beginning, you have this very. Welcoming like ultra friendly Marvin
0: voice. Hello, hey everybody. Hey everybody. No, it's great. But I don't think it's like NPR is like, and this is yeah, yeah, yeah. All things (laughs) considered, totally (laughs) on NPR. Welcome to NPR. Welcome to Collabcast. We are
2: here on Collabcast. My name is Huda Hang. (laughs) Huda Hang. Whatever their names are, right? Our are, like, topic today
0: names. is podcasting. With me are two podcast veterans, <laughs> Christine Michi Chang. I'm absolutely not Trina. a veteran. That is a yeah. lie. <laughs> but but
2: but but my uh, the thing about podcasts that's so great that I feel like if you're if you're in entertainment and you're not podcasting or YouTubing, you just choose one. But I feel like you know it's kind of important mm-hmm. because what I love about podcasts is you can like interview people, talk to people, and you connect with folks. Yeah. It's like you're you're breaking bread almost, but you're doing it on microphone.
1: I love that too because we we're all friends and we hang out and we break bread and other things apparently together.
0: <laughs> Eating um, bread as we speak. Thanks, Jenny Yang. Yay. Yeah. Marvin got some good toast. This toast over here. with olive oil and butter is amazing. Yeah. It's olive
2: oil butter. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Olive oil butter. I know. I thought yeah. it was like you put butter on it so and then you
0: healthy. sprinkle some olive olive oil. <laughs> <laughs> It makes it fancy. It's like, you know. He's still
2: getting it together. so we'll, it's okay. We'll, he's got pass for that one. Totally. It's cool. No, no. He he, he, he just, got it together. He got it is, together. This is how I normally am. That's right. Well, so <laughs> what are we going to talk about? We usually, we talk about a lot of things. So for, for purposes of the, of the podcast, what are we talking about? CamFest? CamFest? You know we? what? Yeah, let's talk about CamFest. I would love to also
1: talk about the podcast that Marvin introduced, which was Bullet Train, Ada Sings. Yes. I oh, just, so
2: that's what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. we were just talking about that. Well, before the, we, before yeah.
0: we get to the topics. I just want to make a quick announcement that the Collabcast has been picked up by Stitcher. Yay. So, Stitcher is a podcast um, publishing platform, um, yeah. platform, and it's available on apps and in a bunch of cars now, too. So, mm-hmm. if you want to listen to us while you drive, hey. and you don't want to hook up your phone to your car, you can now listen to us if your car is Stitcher approved.
2: We're in the future.
1: We are.
0: Collabcast. Now we available live on Stitcher. in the
2: future.
1: This is 2015, so this is like that epic year. Wait till October was October 15th. 2015 rolls around, the Back to the Future day. Oh God, we're already yeah. there. I
0: thought we were past that. Never mind. No. You know there's a site. Yeah. That like generates a new um, image every day of that Back to the Future thing. Oh God. For today, just for people to use on the internet. Oh my
1: God. <laughs> to be annoying. I think yeah. yeah, it totally changes. I'm sorry, I'm sticking to the original from the film. Thank yeah.
0: You. Dude, that <laughs> film still holds up. Oh my yeah. God, it's so good. It's an yeah. Amazing film.
1: And the shoes do
2: look like
0: <laughs> <laughs> future oh. shoes. They um they released those right. Oh maybe yeah the Reeboks right or whoever whatever company makes those yeah at least like a the Back to the Future shoe Jeff
1: from collaboration Houston bought a pair I'm pretty sure he would yeah he would shoe collector oh they're pretty ridiculous DJ Kid Styles yeah
0: his name has Kid in it oh calling out Jeff what just kidding we love you Minji's coming to see you next week or this week
1: today oh Wednesday I'm already there
0: yeah
2: we're in the future we are in the future this is what
0: this podcast is (laughs) it's it's in the future. From the future at mm-hmm. South by Southwest. Well, all right, let's get to our topic. So we're yeah. here in San Francisco Bay Area, B A Y, yeah, B A Y, not B A E area.
2: Either or. Aaron. When we're here, it's B A E girl. <laughs> High, five. <laughs> High five. Bay so area. Fest,
0: which is the San Francisco-based Asian American Film Festival, the Center for Asian American Media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have this big film festival every year where they show a bunch of cool movies.
2: Yeah, and now they feature other things like food yeah. stuff and, yeah. and Music. other performances. Yeah, so that's uh, why they call it Camperfest. We saw Camp Nora,
0: uh, aka Aquafina, on a oh my god Friday. Oh my yeah, god, that, was awesome. that made
2: my fucking year. <laughs> yeah, see her live at yeah. uh, Directions of Sound. It yeah. was uh, hosted by Chops. Oh. Shout out to yeah, Chops. Chops Scott from the from Philly, from the Mountain Brothers, yeah, yeah. from vintage Asian American hip hop. Like
0: one of the the first people to like say hey. We can rap too. Yeah, like if Listen you don't, us. like
2: if you're listening to this and you're a youngin' and you don't know about Mountain Brothers, man, you gotta look them up. Just go M- Mountain Brothers, three Chinese American guys from Philly with sick beats. You know, Scott Chops, who went on to produce beats for so many other, like the illest people, including com- comedic um, performer Lonely Island. Nice. So he's so dope. Yeah, and it's he's amazing.
1: so sweet. Like it's crazy. I love being able to go to these events because I got to meet him in person. I actually yeah. backed his the Kickstarter. Totally. Uh, when was that? Like a year or two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, yeah, two yeah, years yeah. ago, I think. Strengthened numbers. Uh, yeah. Out now. So yeah, check it's out now. Out. And
0: look up strengthen Numbers. And that fine. was like the ultimate collab album. It is like, of yeah, Asian American like, artists. Everyone like so. Character from I got the feeling that a lot of the current like kind of hip hop people were probably inspired by him and his his crew oh, back totally. in the day. And so like you know when he said that he was kind of like produce this big old collab album like, for the Asian American like hip-hop community, Yeah, people jumped. Totally. Right?
1: Yeah. I'm excited to hear it. And there was uh, Go Nakamura, who I've been a fan of for mm-hmm. years now. He was also there at Directions and Sound. That was dope. And he As did, a guest. He did a collabo performance with uh, Suboy. Suboy, yeah.
2: Who yeah. is like... Dude, wow. I never knew Suboy, so I finally I got to see her live and she's amazing. Yeah. Straight from Vietnam. I didn't understand a word of the Vietnamese, mm-hmm. but... But we're vibing. We're like, oh yeah. my god, she's she's all she's a beast. Man. I feel like she's
0: on so, stage. So the first time I heard Vietnamese hip hop was um a couple of years like twenty eleven I think when I saw Saigon Electric, which was a oh yeah uh, Vietnamese movie about like hip hop dancers like yeah. it's kind of like Step Up but yeah like Vietnam yeah and it just struck me how perfect Vietnamese is for hip for rapping because it's yeah. you know very phonetic very like aggressive. syncopated yeah. yeah
2: the the consonants dog
0: you can like kind of like, you, you can. <laughs> Like you can, stop you, you can, you know, say it to a beat, and it sounds great. Like sometimes, like you know, Asian languages, like when you put it to a beat, like Chinese hip hop, kind of sounds a little, a little soft. Weird. Let's just say yeah. it, Marvin. We're Chinese. <laughs> yeah, sounds a little soft. A little bit, <laughs> objectively,
2: as <the> a <laughs> Korean American. representative. <laughs> I'll say yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I really appreciate about Camp Fest is for Directions of Sound for you know Scott Chops Chops's involvement is that they featured like incredible female MCs. You that know? was dope. Yeah, loved like, it. How how often do you get to see that? And so that's why I don't know. I just honestly I came up this weekend just to go to Directions of Sound and just to go to the opening night and watch Soul Searching. Yeah, and that was like oh my god, I have to be there. I just have to be there. I'm in California, so. I rolled up and I'm actually staying until my next gig. But yeah, yeah. that this whole, it's been so inspirational. Like, honestly, see Suboy, Aquafina Live, mm-hmm. who Aquafina? like she's comedian. She's a comedian, even though she's a rapper. She I think she's a rapper first, but she's a comedian. Yeah. So and she's dope. I just love her freaking existence. And I, then,
1: she I got to meet her. She actually headlined for Collaboration New York last year. Yeah. And I had only heard a couple songs and definitely, you know, she's got a She's like kind of right up in your face oh yeah with her with her lyrics with her attitude with her style with everything yeah she's so unapologetic about everything and yes. I love that about her because it's not even like would I rap about the same thing probably not yeah but I don't care that's like what the great thing of music is you get to kind of I don't know she just has such a like that that New York vibe that I'm so envious
2: of <laughs> that I could never ever be yeah but she's she, just like what Everything's yeah. just like what I queef in the morning <laughs> like I what you know what I mean which is great because i feel like that's what i want to be inside and i express myself in different ways that way but like yeah. not full on like she's just full on and yeah. that's what i love about it like you know
1: yeah and she's just the sweetest person too she's yeah. always so supportive of of everybody that she meets she did a big shout out to you during the
2: show <laughs> which was awesome like red face i was like oh, I
1: <laughs> what's up <laughs> she's a fan of yours you know it was, yeah. it was awesome it was a really great night and and I actually uh, missed Soul Searching, you know, the night before. At Girl, the, before we gotta the, talk about it. You saw it though. No, I was with her. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah. So we were we were at NBC, unfortunately. So I'm, you know, I'm definitely looking forward because it's gonna be screened in LA. Yeah. So gonna make it a priority to watch that. But I I saw some really great reactions. You were a huge can fan. Can I talk? Can I talk about it a little bit? I'm uh, sure.
2: I no you, spoilers, maybe. No I don't spoilers. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoil everything. Well, here's the thing. This is, oh, man. It's so. I don't know if any of you are have seen look at number one if you're a fan of pop culture right you ha- and you're and you care at all about asian americans representing you gotta see soul searching like just because you know what's great about it is that the style as well as the content like are dope it's not just like you know when i first saw the trailer i was like oh okay it's like an 80s period thing got mute, it's got a hot 80s soundtrack The 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 costuming is great but um what I, you know it looks like a cool music video so you, so the part of you where it's like oh, that it looks cool I got excited but I'm like yeah you know proof is in the pudding how's the story how the <laughs> characters right mm-hmm. and when you're sitting through it I was totally caught by surprise by how they were able to kind of weave together all the character development and you know all the emotional moments it really got folks like for real in the at, at the Castro theater people were like straight up like <laughs> quiver 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 upper lip quiver y'all mm. like i was like man this is like it did its job like you know like any movie it's not like perfect but like it's so satisfying to see like something that's just from like a korean Im- like immigrant diaspora perspective that's really honestly what that is and i think benson lee the director filmmaker writer he uh he said that too that mm-hmm. that's like i wanted to cover a perspective of the Korean diaspora as these kids are being sent back to Korea to do this camp, you know, right. to like learn their culture and learn about themselves. And so, and these kids are from all over the world, right? Because
1: the one of the guys that we met at the opening night gala was the the actor. He plays the German
2: Korean. I think his name is T- Tao. T- Tao. Yeah. Tao. He's from, uh, he's German Korean. Mm-hmm. Hey boo. <laughs> Everyone was like rolling up, taking Fan photos <laughs> with his like chiseled cheekbones and shit. But whatever. Um. Yeah. And then there was someone, this guy, he's actually from Spain, but he, pr- he played a Mexican Korean. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's like hilarious. Like at first, like as someone who's very aw- race aware, when you see this guy with like basically speaking in like a Mexican accent uh-huh. or a Latino Spanish accent, like for a second, like the race aware part of me was like, yo, is he trying to be a caricature? Like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of play up the buffoonery of it. But no, like he's like. He just gets right in there. That's just who he is. Like. Right, right, right. And he's like apparently a YouTuber from Spain. This guy, this Korean, me- uh, plays this Korean-Mexican. So funny. Yeah, I'm going to look him up. I need to fi- find his name. No, you need to send that to me.
0: Yeah. I see Sorry. That.
2: If we look up on IMDB or, or Wikipedia, we'll find the guy.
0: Yeah, we Fact checking is not a strong point in this podcast. Yeah, it, just, it, it, it distracts, kills all momentum, and then we just like.
2: Wait, let me just check. Anyway, that one. I, I could talk yeah. about soul searching forever, but we should probably talk about collab, the collab documentary. Guys. Well,
0: I just want to know when the Taiwanese version comes out, called Love Boat.
2: Oh man we with love boat. What the love what? boat You've is like the of equivalent of, yeah. of what was featured in Soul Searching that Benson oh. experienced because mm. this is based on his life, right? Where he went to this culture camp, basically. Right. Yeah. So except it sounds so it like exists. a lot it's less.
0: I think it's being phased down, or really, out, I don't know. It
2: started like in the eighties or nineties. It did, yeah. and then
0: I didn't go on it, but my brother did.
2: It's called the. It's a. It's called the love boat. It's in Taiwan. Yeah. It, there's no boat.
0: It's actually called the Taiwanese like <laughs> the American cultural like. Yeah. Exchange. It the was just called the
2: love boat because of the old ass reference to that old show. And how people hook up. Yeah, basically. People party and hook up. It's a culture program. Yeah. So apparently parents. Get cultured.
0: It's, it's not even a secret. The parents send their kids there to. Secretly find a husband or wife. Hook up with, um, get it on with like a Taiwanese. You so know, you can find a good partner. Taiwanese partner. Yeah.
2: So I know it's gross.
0: <laughs> and apparently so my, when my brother went is when they expanded the age limits. Because it used to be like, you have to be college age. Oh. Like, I think it's like 18 to like 25 or something. Yeah. And then when he went, they expanded it from. Like sixteen to thirty. Oh, that whoa. is not okay. So like... I'm, that is not okay. <laughs> Can
2: you imagine a thirty-year-old creeping on a sixteen-year-old? That, that is Gross. so not okay. Apparently,
0: Gross. apparently, the because the older kids have money, <laughs> right? They they have jobs, so like they're buying everyone drinks oh, and getting that all popular. That is sick.
1: No, the, I'm la- I'm laughing because I'm so uncomfortable. That is that is Horrible. not okay. But, yeah.
2: Maybe there should be a reason it's phased out. It's going to get phased out.
0: <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean are there
1: chaperones? What, I'm, well, just, so, I'm not trying to be old-fashioned, but that's just a...
0: Okay. Not to rip the lid off it, but here's... Because I have friends. I have a lot of friends who like go. And they, they come back all like super like fobified. You know, like, yeah. I love Taiwan now. I love j Chow. I love like, all the, yeah, the whole Yeah, Taiwan culture. pop. Mm-hmm. Um, but during the daytime, they have their, their program. They're learning Chinese or whatever. And they all sleep because they party all night. Right. And then at night, they have curfew at like 8 or something. Okay. And then... Just
2: like soul-searching.
0: Yeah, after curfew? Like, they sneak out. They bounce? Yeah. yeah.
1: What kind of curfew is going to... 8 p.m.?
0: <laughs> well, you got, like, a bunch of, you know, adolescent and, like, young adults. Like, you can't... 8 p.m. is way too early. Dude,
2: Taiwan that's... culture, people roll out at, like, midnight to eat snacks, to yeah. eat food. That's like meal five. Yeah, that's like that's like a culture of Taiwan. It's called... Uh, yeah, uh, what am I saying? Um, I can't even say it in Chinese right now. Oh. Uh, Shaoye yeah. Shao Shao yeah yeah, I was I to say for some reason I yeah, no, yeah, anyway. that's not it. Shao anyway Shaoye Anyway yeah Shaoye That's like a specific term that we use in Taiwan for like midnight eating Yeah midnight there's night. so much good food too But like you roll up at midnight to like the corner stall of like this like seafood restaurant straight up just like they'll cook you full on fish and clams like that's like midnight
0: Yeah
2: You know I need to go to Taiwan Well the, Korea it's like I mean they're like a 24 hour 24
1: 7 city yeah. as well or yeah. at least hold it, and you just get I'm sure. Whatever street food everywhere. Yeah, I
2: think all of Asia's like that. I know. Uh, Asia trip, guys. Could, yeah, <laughs> let's do this Collabcast Asia.
0: Oh, we're, oh, that's part of the plan. So that's um, like
2: disoriented comedy Asia. Do it. it. Oh my god. Because oh, yeah.
0: eventually I have to go see my grandma this year because you know, yeah. they're getting older. They yeah. Gotta go visit. And we've committed to this weekly podcast. Yeah. So we're gonna find a way to make we're this Skype work. It. You Skype it. Yeah, you
2: can Skype it. You could. You could record. We Skype.
0: have the capability. I've actually dis- Minji was talking about how you know, I bought all this equipment. I actually, actually bought some equipment to be able to plug my laptop into the mixer. Oh, sweet. Put the mixer back on the laptop and do what some What does it record onto right now? It's recording onto a digital recorder. Oh. A Tascam DP006. It's not, it's like 100 bucks. not the most expensive one. Dude. But originally, this mixer, we're back to production talk. Yeah. This mixer originally has, it has a USB um, uh-huh. um, cable that um, links directly to the PC. But yeah. Had some really bad, like, hissing, like, feedback because it's not grounded or anything, whatever. So, yeah, when I plug it directly in the recorder, we get this nice crisp sound. Oh, nice. So, we can pretend that we're podcasting on, like, fancy schmancy production equipment. But this is an analog, dog. But honestly, this is like, pre analog $300 worth of equipment. Awesome. Yeah.
1: I'm still, like, just learning. So, (laughs) Ninja just checked out, like, literally. Mm -hmm. I did not check her eyeballs. Her eyeballs became little asterisk. She's
0: she's the talent. (laughs) She's like, you (laughs) guys set this up and then i That do is such thing. a lie.
1: You know what? Someone someone made a very obnoxious comment. I forget if it was on Facebook or Twitter. And e- trying to get, you know, live feedback from either of those platforms can be highly obnoxious. But there are people saying, like, this is about acting, but, like, actors need to, to appreciate what goes on with the technical stuff and yada, yada, yada. They're, like, puppets or something. There's something really obnoxious. Oh. And I thought that was, like, a really really ignorant and really stupid comment because a lot of the actors that I know and that I work with and then I've personally been on set I just like you're curious to learn about everything totally you just you're a sponge and I was like how do you know that they're not learning what lighting and sound and set yeah. up and everything is either true. for me I just let Marvin handle all this stuff because I feel like I would break it Yeah, but I'm learning
0: good Did you, she actually helped me set up something. yeah I set it up. she I plugged know. in a few things put that's this, good put this cable into the mic
1: yay <laughs> progress
0: but that's the truth like, so these days like and you're a prime example. Like people on YouTube, people doing things on their own have yeah. to learn, like everything, yeah. how to do things. Totally. So, like most YouTube stars that you know you guys probably follow, have at least a fundamental understanding of production. Well, totally. they edit yeah. their
1: stuff. They have to, you know, they have yeah. to they think of the, the sound camera, lining the setup. Yeah. You know, it's it's a f-
0: business, man. It's like
1: around the clock content creation. Production. Even you know,
0: even you know, Jenny does a post show after fresh out the boat every week. That's and right. You see Jenny and Phil, you angry Asian man on screen, but what you don't see is like on the background, like someone's mixing live and making sure everything sounds and looks great, you know?
2: Yeah. Hashtag fresh off the show. Y'all join us after every live airing on the Pacific time, but yeah, fresh off the boat. That's awesome.
1: I feel like you two are the best commentators ever. I just Aww. get to I get to follow on Twitter. Usually, I have class or I'm at some event. It's, yeah. it's been super annoying because I can't go to. You have seen our live tweeting? Yeah, yeah. That's how I. That's honestly, I still need to watch a couple episodes right now. Yes, to get caught up watching it. But I still feel like
2: I know everything that happened because I follow you guys on Twitter. It's important, man. Fresh yeah. off the boat,
0: I just introduced, introduced my family to it. Yeah, um, just like yesterday. Did I they watch, watch it all eight episodes? Whoa! Nice. Yeah. Do I think like I need it? to watch? They So my my family is like. At least my cousins here are all very, like, very hip, very, you know, unplugged. And they have kids, so they try to, like, not look at the screen a lot, right? Yeah. Like, they watch, you know, I think my cousin just watches, like, The Good Wife every, like, yeah. every week, and that's it. So um, they knew about the show because, you know, um, Asian family emails, you know, yeah. like, but they never seen it. And they were like, oh, it's pretty good, you know. Yeah. It's super exaggerated, but, like, it's funny. Good. They're, they're all very, very into it.
1: Very nice. Yeah. I'm actually sad with Canvas this weekend that I didn't get to see more films. Honestly, like, I had to work on Saturday. And Friday, what the heck was I doing Friday? I have no sense of time right now. But in terms of the films that I got to watch, and I'm hoping that I can either get a hard copy from people. I'm gonna like bug people about yeah. what I can see, or I'll pay them for it. You know, I don't want to yeah. be disrespectful, but that or that I will see that at the LA Film Festival, which is coming up.
2: Hopefully, yeah. You know, Anderson, uh, who's the curator for that, was here. So
1: right, 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 right. So I'm hoping that you know, I could still see the ones that I missed this weekend. But um, the one thing that I came up for, besides directions and sound. Was the collaboration documentary? Yeah, collaboration. Yeah, yeah. That we watched.
0: Can we just say also beautiful segue? Thank you. This wouldn't be a podcast without calling on segues. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm working on. It. See, I told you. I'm. I'm. I'm researching and learning. <laughs> I'm growing as a podcaster. Um, but it was awesome because cause I'm think I honestly thought about it because I fresh off the books. I mentioned it yesterday in the Q and A. But just kind of seeing how far we've come. Somebody last night at the Q&A after we watched the documentary, someone asked, like, how have we... uh like the, the documentary that we were in that was created was in t- 2013. Yeah. And they're asking questions like, well, have you seen things change and progress since the time that this was made or since you even started collaboration to now? Yeah. And one of the main examples that I brought up was, well, fresh off the boat, you guys see that? Like, yeah. we went 20 years without a show and now you got that. And, you know, we talk about that a lot and we've mentioned it a lot. And I don't, I by no means do I think that that's the only example of how we've made progress. Yes. But I'd say it's like, it's a huge milestone that you can sit and have like a family get together watching you know eight episodes and like discuss nuances or not whatever just enjoy it it's a big deal yeah and um no i just like these are the 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 nuggets of these are like the milestones you guys kind of like gotta sit back and take in be like oh
2: yeah. Good for us. Well, what I appreciated about the documentary, what, what is the documentary called? Sa- Collaboration San Francisco Movement in Motion. Movement in Motion. Yeah. So uh, what I appreciated, not only was I there to support you personally, because this is like a huge part of your life. Thank you. 2013. Um, that was, it was your final um, collab SF that you were the director of in mm-hmm. terms of showcase wise. But um, what I really appreciate about it was that I feel like I already know the inner workings of like production and collab collaboration uh, sh- showcase but for a layperson who is watching it i feel like they get a better sense of um all the pieces that need to be happening to make collaboration right happen right, right. that it's not just like what you see on stage but um on the production side all the, the teamwork the the meetings the challenges that you know you kind of get that overview and so i think knowing how the sausage is made uh, uh, makes people feel a stronger appreciation for what they see when they're just looking at the outcome you know
1: yeah thank you for that i mean yeah. honestly like props to howard first of all like howard louis he's the director of this he was on our staff for a couple of years and then he technically like stepped down but he didn't because he spent that entire year filming us you yeah. know he asked me like can we and i was like can what do you mean can you will you please <laughs> like, yeah that was my response yeah you don't need me to say yes I- i'm begging you please do it because you know i think that's the and, and the podcast is kind of part of that like Giving people some sort of insight on how the inner workings of anything works behind yeah. the scenes is is a super important story for any movie production. I, whenever I see a movie that I like, I will spend so much time looking at all the um, extras on DVDs. Like I want to see the featurettes, I want to see the behind interviews the scenes, because yeah. I'm like, how did this get? made yeah uh, i don't know if everyone else is like that but i <laughs> love it and that's why this documentary was like really awesome for me especially because i forgot most of what had happened yeah you know
2: what i mean well like, some people don't want to do that they just want to passively consume entertainment right but, right you know but i i think i think it's good to see how how many people are involved you know yeah is this the first time he made a documentary i think this is his first
1: feature length like it was an 80 minute documentary yeah i don't think he's from what i understand he hasn't done something that yeah full length yeah. It was a beast.
2: So good. I mean, you know, props to him for like last night we were cheer- cheersing him for um, thinking of the idea and just doing it. Yeah. And, f- you know, following through. Honestly, like that's the main thing with any creative process that I feel like doesn't get said enough is that, you know, nothing's going to be perfect. But if you are able to think of something, conceive it and do it and then finish it. Man, that's like seriously. That's like mo- most of the battle. That's and they, a huge you, one. you should be. You should feel proud of that. You For know, real.
0: Yeah, show people what you got. They give you feedback, and if people like it, they'll want another one. Yeah. And, you know, you can take what you learn and do something new. Do
2: something new, yeah, totally. So yeah, so congrats to collaboration SF Thank and you. collaboration in general. I think it's a real great showpiece. You know, to just kind of get insight. I'm sure it's very different at every chapter, but. No, it was dope, a, and and it's good for the general the
0: process. Yeah, I mean, the general beats are are, are very similar. Like not yeah. everyone has and every. A, not everyone has a Minji Chang at the helm, but yeah. you no, know, we all we have a group of really great directors that you know.
1: Hell yeah, we do.
0: Run great teams, and you know, it's the 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 showcase itself. Like it, it's funny, like when we're at other people's shows or we're at Star, and you know, we're watching it, like. No one is really enjoying it. Everyone's just like feeling really stressful because like, we see all like the the moving parts of the show. Totally. And that's, that's the problem with being a producer, it's just Totally. You you look at something you can see, Oh, oh no. And like you feel for because like, you know, the director is like we're all we're all friends, we all want them to do well and then like yeah. oh crap, something must not be right back there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we're sending texts like, Do you need help? Are you okay? Like Totally. Yeah. yeah. The less
2: speaker's not that loud. Raise it up. Breathe it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, it's great. I mean, I, I produce uh, stand-up comedy shows all the time and perform in them. Yeah, and you oftentimes do. host them. So I definitely have those, like, people are like, be happy. I'm like, don't tell me to be happy. I'm working right now. <laughs> like, when I'm backstage, I'm still, like, paying attention to the time, thinking about what's going on with this audience, you know. You're a freaking pro. I mean, I went to your Oakland show because
1: oh, th- that, m- right. that was the first time I actually went to your disorder And I loved it. It was it was hilarious. I was yeah. laughing my butt off. and but also on that producer level. And, I, you know, we, we've been friends for, I don't know, a, few, a, couple, a couple years, years now? couple years now, yeah. And um, just, like, knowing any sort of inkling of, like, what goes up behind all your announcements of, like, this, this. I was like, damn, girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really, like, truly... Yeah have the utmost respect for what you do because not only are you juggling more than just disoriented comedy, just disoriented comedy. I can only imagine you're not even there. Like looking at all these venues, you're like putting on shows all over the country. Yeah, We have local producers who are doing it. Right. right And like, that's a tremendous amount of trust and there's so many logistics, the marketing, like everything props girl. And then the show itself is so good. You get really good comics who talk about like, they don't talk about just like inane no, BS, not everyday know. stuff. Really. Yeah, they, yeah. They talk about real stuff. It's And it's heartbreaking and hilarious. Like, I don't know. I just oh, had a great time. And so
2: you. props to you for real. Cause... Yeah. Thank you.
0: If you guys have time, check out disorientedcomedy.com.
2: Dot Dot com. Oh, check yay. out Jenny's
0: work. She partners with amazing, um, mostly female yeah. Asian American comedians all around, from around the nation, actually. She yeah. Sets we up try shows, to present
2: you know. local comics wherever we go yeah. in. Yeah.
0: And it's people that, you know, it's not that there's not enough. There's not like you don't see like all female like shows that often maybe because like whoever is running the platforms don't see the value in it or like, it's just not, you know, what is mainstream or whatever. But you guys are all hilarious. We're like, creating yeah. the
1: demand, though. That's I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. it's funny because that's what we were talking about with Danny last time, last week for um, the podcast. Because he's talking about the reality of Hollywood, the money behind it, and all yeah. that. And that's that's for real. Yeah, that's very real. But it's also, I think, th- the challenge that we're facing. We're like really kind of like taking by the horns right now with collaboration with disoriented yeah with us being us the way that we are the way that we're
2: just going about it is to create demand totally you know Which like we're, we're creating an audience we're educating a, a market uh, educating an audience right yeah. yeah
1: and if you don't know no, you know no,
2: and but that's not i feel like that's we should spend a little time on this point because the thing is is that you know when you are so invisible for so long or you grow up like just sort of so used to being invisible in popular culture or mainstream culture, it's almost like we <laughs> we don't know what we can ask for. Do you know what I'm saying? Seriously? Like you, because if you grow up without Asian American like role models in pop culture, much. I mean, it's less now that there's like YouTube and stuff, but like. If, you're, if you grew up in that environment, it's just what you breathe. And so, you know, at some point you don't, you don't realize that you can actually ask for more because mm-hmm. you just kind of, mm-hmm. most people passively, you know, consume entertainment.
1: Right, right, right. So
2: I think part of what disoriented comedy does, and we, we actively talk about this, is we want to educate, you know, the networks that we know who will appreciate our work about what it means, how meaningful it is for them to support live events, because that's mostly what we do, right? We don't have like an online presence. It's not like we do sketches. But, you know, come to the live event. Feel what it feels like to experience the, the, the magic of being in that moment. Be in community with other people who are going to appreciate this space. Um, and and so what the logical outcome to that is we started to do workshops on storytelling, comedic storytelling. Um, we're going to be doing a – in Los Angeles especially because that's our base. Right. Uh, we're going to be doing comedy festival. Um, and part of it is because we're like we want Asian Americans to just roll up and know the difference between stand-up comedy, sketch comedy, improv- improvisational comedy, and scripted comedy. Those are four totally different things, mm-hmm. but not many you know Asian American folks who come to our shows might know that. Right. You know, or people in general. Yeah. like,
0: Oh, you're up there telling jokes. Or people in general, exactly.
2: Yeah. And, but that's but but that's the difference between. You know, what we where we need to be versus like in L.A. and New York, there's UCB, for example. It's like one of the hot, you know, um, improvisational comedy centers, Mm -hmm. training centers, Upright Citizens Brigade. It's like mostly young white folks. You will at any night of the week, you will see them lined up, rolled up at the at the shows every night. For, like, $5 shows, it's, like, a cheap date. Like, it's very casual for them to just show up and come and appreciate some comedy. Mm-hmm. Why, why don't we have that? Why can't we have that with our community? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just casually, like, just show up. Know that, you know, maybe sometimes it's a work in progress. If it's a solo show, roll up. Know that if you go to improv, part of the fun is not knowing what's going to happen. Right? right? Roll up If you're going to see stand-up comedy, you know, you're going to see a variety of perspectives that are, like, from individual speakers, like... Anyway, no, I love that, been, that because I've been ranting about this, but no, it's that's not. part Absolutely. of why like we, that's Absolutely. what we have to do, right? If we're going to present a platform, it's also not to present a platform just for, you know, performers, but that platform exists only in relation to an audience, you know, right? That the audience, like what's,
1: there's the no platform, point. There's no point. Yeah. The thing with the audience perspective, and this is what I feel has been a challenge for just our general, our society in general, just as much as things have become increasingly digital and accessible. Yeah. And recorded and put out there for the masses. Yeah. It's hard to, for me, I find that a challenge is, and a good challenge, I'm not saying like trying to bash it, but a challenge is to get people to show up. Like you said, like line up, pay a ticket, and and spend your X amount of time, your hour or your 90 minutes or two hours, being there in the room with these people. And the thing, and I'm not trying to be super nostalgic or anything, I'm saying like live entertainment. I don't think it's ever going to die. And I don't think that it should because live performance, the the ability to be a good live performer. Yeah. I mean, if you're just going to rely on like, okay, I'll edit myself into some video. Yeah. That's a skill. And that's, it is an art form. Yes. But you got, it's, live being live there's you totally there's, different. there's a different vibe it's a different energy and just the fact that people show up to support you whether they yeah. knew what they were in for or not yeah you know what I mean having a live audience and having that uh invisible or you know literal interaction with them yeah it changes you as an artist it changes the audience and I that's what I've always just loved I love going to concerts you mm-hmm. know what I mean yeah. like you can watch as many Ed sheeran or whoever videos but like if he's in your town you want to go see him right yeah, yeah. and he will it's it's like a win-win for everyone in the
2: room. Room
0: yeah i mean that's the stadium thing. Like, or whatever seeing a really good video for the first time and being at an event where like everything is live like you remember the live event that, that's yeah that's where the memory is you know yeah like the video you've, you you watch it a bunch of times but like nothing like being there and like sharing that moment like that it's never gonna happen again right you know?
2: like vibes man you know what i mean like vibes, yeah, vibes i love
0: vibes man. yeah <laughs> i use that word
1: a lot and i will never stop i don't care how i sound no, we vibes. We, admit,
2: we admit wavelengths dog like it's energy it's energy you as know? As, a, just,
0: as a hippie we've been in for so too long i know no, no well, but it. it's, it's real though it's real
2: but it's real so that's why i feel like you know what i appreciate about how collaboration started was that it was really the show the showpiece piece was the showcase and it's a live event even though you guys are expanding online with blogs and you know with this podcast i think the core experience of you know doing the workshops doing the open mics doing the collaboration showcase that's like the heart of it you know this is like what it means to c- grow as a community you know yeah yeah show up for
1: each show other up. Just Show just up. show up as an artist show up for each other yeah and hopefully what we can do is produce something and or at least provide the venue or you know because production it's a beast and you know that, yeah. you know, there's so many things that the producer themselves can kind of create or instill in terms of like the venue selection, the playlist that's yeah. from, you know, the hosts and like yeah. how crucial that is to setting up a certain a certain vibe. Mm-hmm. We're going to you vibe again. Yeah. But oh, setting cool. up a certain vibe so that the audience can then experience something greater than if none of those things have been taken into consideration. So totally. that's what I think that I really hope Collaboration has progressed and evolved because that is what we're trying to create. It's like an experience for both, you know, the audience person and and the artists themselves because that's what changes people. Um, And this is totally an aside. But I have like one of the I started going to concerts pretty late in life. Um, I just didn't. Again, I was kind of like just watching things online and I didn't put my money. But as soon as I did, it changed my life. My first concert was Boyz II Men hey okay and i've been listening boys to men since i was four and to see them at 19 years old that was my first time. i was so <laughs> old 19 years old and boys to men at the alameda county fair in pleasanton california just it was a free concert too all you used to do was pay admission to go into Whoa. the fair and it was a free concert and i was this close from touching wanye's hand i'm just too short because i'm baby gonna...
2: i get so lonely at night
1: i know <laughs> that's like his bass talk i oh, almost asked Wanye. that's michael oh just kidding yeah one is the belter the, uh, mm-hmm. no but that was like you know what i mean changed me mm-hmm. i was like i'm obsessed i need to go to every concert that i possibly can and those moments like that and then my beyonce concerts. Okay. just mm-hmm. saying like we can create magic in those rooms
0: yeah all right on that note we're actually going to have to cut this podcast a little short because this is a travel day for some people it's but it's jenny longer. we'll have you we'll have you again your no. friends, we're going to make you, we're going to trick you. Come to our no hole studio for pancakes and boom, podcast studio.
2: Yeah, we got to talk about more stuff. Yeah. There's so much to talk
0: about. What did, we,
1: we didn't even talk, what did we not talk about? Because we, we said we are going to talk about Canvas.
2: And train. And bullet, oh, bullet Train.
0: Bullet
1: Train. Can we talk about that, like a few minutes? Cause we I mean, kind of we...
0: talked about that a little bit, but we can, I mean, are you going on time?
1: Yeah. Yeah, a few minutes. Okay. For you guys, anything. For awesome. collaboration, right. anything.
0: I mean, we kind of touched about that when we're talking about, you know, your all-female comedy and stuff mostly um so i just turned minji on to this new th- this podcast that came out at the same time ours did um that our friend ada sang does uh, uh-huh. for asian pacific arts called bullet train and it's more of an npr style podcast where she like you know it's there's a narrative and then she puts in her interview clips and it's really really well music. done yeah actually mm-hmm. met with her um on saturday and had a quick coffee and just talking about production stuff so you know oh we'll, we'll try to we'll try to bring her in from these days to like, awesome. talk more but no, that's yeah. why
1: I appreciate Marvin bringing more podcasts into my life. I feel like I'm, I need to, I need to actually section out more time and prioritize time in my life to listen and really absorb the voices and the stories of everybody else. I feel like you know when you're in collaboration or in any job, you get really focused on what you're doing, what you got to do, and the agenda and like the, whatever. But for me. Um, listening to this podcast like really props to ada for for the conversation that she started in that because the very first episode which is the only one i've listened to so far uh, i listened uh, to it yesterday yeah because I, I emailed like, you <laughs> and she had already listened to it but um it it was just talking about how you know how the female voice is really necessary right now and that's something that i've always you know been female asian american voice female asian american voice absolutely online on youtube online on youtube i'd say in in, in not just youtube tube i think it can expand further out into like just the acting world the singing world it, it's really interesting for me to like step back because again when you don't we don't stop and think about it you just go and you you consume and everything kind of becomes passive when i heard that conversation i stopped and i was like she's so right and i didn't even really take stock of the absence of that voice until recently because i know you i'm friends with you i'm friends with naomi and you know i'm like oh, there's all these strong women in my life but then i was like out there in a larger scale, in terms of numbers and people making things that um, that other people are 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 discussing and sharing and conversing yeah. about, it's really really
2: giant gaping hole. There's, and yeah, essentially, Ada's podcast was t- asking the question: right, why are there not more Asian American female storytellers on YouTube? Right, right. They talked to Anna Kana, mm-hmm. who's you know slaying it, slaying the game. You know, and there's maybe like Natalie Fan from Australia, right? Mm -hmm. Community channel. Yeah. But like, it was like, wow, no one, you know. And Christine Chen from from Wong Fu. Yeah. So on the production side, who says she's starting to, you know, um, wanting to kind of do more writing and being on camera more. But like, I love the interview with Christine Chen because she supports Wong Fu as a production person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but she talks about her own process of feeling like, uncomfortable being on camera and all the kind of youtube comments and what that feels like that that gaze of the youtube commenter you know which is one of the reasons maybe why you know asian american women aren't as apt to want to like get on there there's so many performers and comedians actually right so i don't know i really appreciate the conversation and you know this is this is starting to kind of bring up more thinking in my brain that i need to get myself on there too you know for real no because i've been having a few conversations and it's like uh it is it's part of it is like probably fear fear of failure which is in general but you know you have to deal with that on a live basis if you're a comic but like to put it on youtube i have to figure out the production maybe it just needs to be a simple thing but like yeah i talked to this other person who's um in, indian-american um, in New York, she's a comedian and, uh, we actually just skyped just because I, I, uh, we, someone introduced us Cool. and she has a few videos up and she's like, yeah, I kind of committed to like doing some vlogs and I'm like, they're great, you know? And she like edits them and I'm like, man, this is making me feel like I need to get on it, you know? Yeah,
1: no, I've definitely got, I felt the fire under my butt after I listened to that podcast because yep. it's, it's amazing for me. I feel really lucky to be around you guys and be around creatives, but then uh, in terms of an external voice where, um, not You know I, I've i said this before Like I, I don't know how comfortable I feel With representing all females Or anything like that but I can't I'm not going to shy away from the fact that I am a female I am Asian American Yeah just and, represent your voice Yeah for real like my voice and what I think And not to be afraid of that not shy away from it um and not just you know over overthink it or anything like that but the struggle is real because that's what christine and anna were like talking about in terms of the backlash that they get oh yeah types of commentary that they have to deal with that is disgusting and i mean that again i really would love for you to come back and maybe nail naomi or whatever (laughs) poor marvin will have to deal with that but i'm cool with that it's 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 sick it's really sick like the way that people feel that they have the liberty or the right to comment particularly to females about our parents appearance. Um, about who they're doing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how did they? I mean, come how did on. they get what they got? How did they get what they got? Yeah. And I've dealt with that too, and it mm-hmm. pisses me off. No. And it's like it's it's ridiculous. I want to talk about it. I yeah. want to, you know, I don't care if somebody thinks that I'm ranting. Or, it's a real thing. Like, I, why do I got to walk through life, you know, yeah. afraid to like speak my voice or like put that out there for the public because I'm because I'm afraid of a very real and a very likely. Response from at least a portion of the public yeah. that you're trying to like just share your art with or whatever. Yeah, that you know it's like nobody deserves that.
2: Yeah, I mean honestly, like you know I've only when people ask me, oh, do you have a YouTube channel? I was like, yeah, but it's basically a playlist of videos I've done for other channels, right? Mm-hmm. And you know I've done a few BuzzFeed videos now, and I will look at the comment. I've looked at the comments, and it's just I can turn it off because it's not my channel,
1: right? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I don't have
2: to look at it. Yeah. But like the people who produce the videos, they get to see it and they, you know, they have to learn from it. But like I looked at some of it, but I know that for me, if I were to start putting more of my stuff on my channel, I just have to confront that more. Right. You know, whether or not like rationally, I know that that's true or not comments about how I look, my tone, whether I'm I'm bitchy or, you know, whatever. Honestly, like, that is just something I know I have to get myself prepared for if I'm going to do it. And if I'm going to do it, I'm not just going to do it a little bit. I'm going to commit to, like, growing with it. Yeah. That's why part of it is, like, I had thought about this, like, even a few years ago when I started doing stand-up. But I just resisted. Because it's, like, I
1: know I would never, like, hold that against you. That's why I think for even... Again, yeah. anything I do for collaboration, I'm like, it's about collaboration. It's not about me, but I'm also, honestly, it
2: does it does play a part in like what goes through my mind. Yeah, like your I'm, personal safety, your mental health for real. Like for the my first sanity. time, i gotten like a text directly from a dude, and it's not even a troll dude. It's like he has like a real presence. He was just like, "Oh, I'm gonna go rape you." If, what? That's- yeah, he never deleted it, even though all of my friends were tweeting at him, like, "Well, why do you think that's okay to say?" Like, I actually you know screen capped it and i reported him oh my god you know like who does that like people even, even <laughs> if even if you say that as a joke it's not cool like yeah you know so i don't know there's, there's just stuff like that where i just have to kind of prepare myself for and that's what most women have to deal with if they ever, at any time they try to assert their public voice even in regular life i'm mm-hmm. sorry. i
1: mean i mean this is just totally. uh, not, to, not to get super negative but that's just the reality of the world that we live in And so I just want to make sure That that conversation continues And not to be Destructive about it And I'm going to Voice my opinion And I'm going to voice My my emotional dissatisfaction with it But the point of that conversation is How do we make that Garbage stop Yeah um, And I hope that it comes from A place of true empathy For people that listen to it It's not to like Make people feel Crappy Maybe if someone is per- Like doing that You're out there trolling yeah. Recognize these are real people and shut your mouth. I know. But, you know, even the the bystanders. I mean, there's there's a whole lot of discussion we could have about this. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, props to Ada for getting that conversation. I know started. it's I, very well done. The podcast very well yeah. done. And well um, Christine and Anna and like props to you guys for sharing that story. It's, you know, yeah, really like tremendous amount of respect. And mm-hmm. it's cool. Like We're just getting started with this.
2: Well, I mean, Minji, I'll be honest. I did have a thought. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know if we're gonna. I'm gonna commit it to this podcast. Okay. Maybe you have to delete it. Okay. After I heard the the, the episode one of the Bullet Train podcast uh-huh. and how fired up you were, I was like, what if a bunch of us, lady identified Asian Americans that we know, who are trying to get the hustle on, what if we like all committed to a, an editorial schedule of videos that we did for our own channels and we just help each other?
0: No, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm game. You know, I'm game. She's starting her own power network to be part of that oh, that's different i mean it's oh. not it's, real life right it's real life
1: yeah real life networking events. but yeah. the, this is
2: more about each content. of us co- yeah each of us creating content as simple or not but helping each other mm-hmm. on a schedule with Girl. production even if it's very basic to just everyone like okay we're gonna all hang out today we're all gonna shoot our, 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 our a bunch of stuff together yeah like individually or support each other you know i'm down you know I'm doing Like, have a work day. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm just throwing that out there. But that's the thing, though. Like, it makes it feel more okay if I have that support than if it was just me, like, rolling up in my kitchen, like, <laughs> I'm making, like, a weird face. Like, I, I want people to see this face. Cause no, because, awesome. and the face has, like, a bunch of zit cream on it right now,
0: too. Yeah, We're they, real, they, they real. They didn't even know that. I've been keeping that in for, like, I know, my time. zit cream?
2: No, Jenny's going to be the first
1: person. To, uh, <laughs> what? She's going to hide that. That's how, that's how, fa- we are family. <laughs>
0: Also, your idea is now a property of collaboration.
2: <laughs> what? What idea? <laughs> the idea that we just said right now? Yeah. Jenny said it, so I just declared it to the world. So I feel like we have to do it. Now we have to do. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's just vlogs, you know, or whatever fits your each person's personality, like we could help each other craft like what those things are. I'm
1: down. It's all a matter. I think the real challenge is getting us all in the same city at the same time. To be honest, oh, that's but, true. Yeah. No, I'm down for that. Just we'll pick plan, a Sunday.
0: Just, just plan like a girls' trip somewhere central
1: no just go to jenny's i yes. well, or in LA. go to no home <laughs> or my no studio whatever yeah no home studio can make pancakes that's yeah. the
0: thing about just you know the fact that production like we talked about this last time but like production tools are just so easy to get a hold of yep
2: there's like, no excuse honestly
0: like i put this podcast studio together through amazon <laughs> just like picking yeah. stuff i want it all fits in the, this duffel bag so i can take it anywhere yeah and you know um you can too
1: <laughs> empowerment through marvin oh seriously though i'm like super proud of you and super grateful that you did this high five to marvin high five to marvin taking the initiative for real working that radio on, voice on radio. Mm-hmm. high fives npr voice but yeah it's great thank yeah. you god i can't even believe it's already been like an hour we've been talking because we could talk for days
0: we could but someone had Definitely has a flight to catch, so we're yes. gonna we're gonna start wrapping up. So um, before we before we end this, first of all, Jenny, thanks again for yeah letting us you know come to your friend's place and set up on the floor here.
2: Totally, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I love talking to you guys. Um, love you. Because
0: hey. it is Wednesday. Yeah. Next week, Jenny has an event that features the lovely Minji Chang.
2: <gasps> is it next week? It is. Oh my god, it's Thursday, February twenty sixth. I'm gonna be. Uh, March, it's called. March. I'm sorry, March. What am I thinking? (laughs) Oh my God. Um, Thursday, March 26th in Los Angeles. It is our fourth Thursdays of the month, monthly storytelling show called Family Reunion. We started in August of 2014, and we feature not just comics, but a mix of interesting, fascinating people that are mostly Asian, Pacific American, and ladylike. But yeah, Minji's going to be telling a story. It's going to be. Co co presented by the Center for the Pacific Asian Family and the theme is body and sexuality. Ooh. It's gonna get real. It's real. gonna get really real dog. It
0: gets real in this thing. I've I've been to a couple and it's like
2: Yeah. 9 stories.
0: PM. You're laughing, you're crying. That's right. And then well not crying, you're just you know There has been crying all the feels. People talk I'm about crying. people mm-hmm. talk about
2: farts. <laughs> and people talk about cancer. I mean, let's just not, let's be honest. It runs the gamut. So yeah. I love it. It really feeds the soul. So if you're in in LA, the by the time you hear this, the, all the information should be up on disorientedcomedy.com, and Minji will be there to tell a true story. No notes. Seven minutes max, girl. Yep. And this is it's <laughs> not luck.
0: recorded. It's not going to be online or anything. You have nope. to be, have to be there. Be there. To it's it. a live
2: experience. Yeah. Circle of trust. <laughs> Campfire days.
0: Right. And um, for your collaboration update, just um, auditions are still going on for. Audition applications, actually, for LA, for Chicago, and for Houston. So uh, check out collaboration.org slash auditions um, for more information if you're in those cities and would like to try out for this year's showcases. And that'll do it. This has been the CollabCast. Thanks, Minji. Thanks, Jenny. Woo-hoo. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Oh, next week's going to be awesome because um, so I'm headed to Denver after this, and then Minji's headed to Austin for South by Southwest. So we're going to have some travel stories. So stay, you, you're, you're going to want to tune in for that. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Do it. All right. See you guys later.
1: Bye. Bye.